0: Chris Jans, head basketball coach at MSU, three-game winning streak. They host the LSU Tigers tomorrow night, 8 o'clock at the Hump. And Coach Jans joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. You mentioned practice and preparation earlier in the interview. Y'all played a ton of games. You've had a bunch of practices. At this point during the year, Chris, how how do you balance Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday? You're playing so much. So how do you balance, you know, hour and a half, two, two and a half hour practices on their feet, off their feet? How do you and your staff balance that?
1: That's a good question, and I think everybody does it a little bit different. I think it depends on first is when you play. When you play Saturday, Tuesday, then Sunday is a working day for everybody. You've got to, you know, get together. It's usually later, late afternoon or early evening depending on when the game finished on Saturday. And, um, but if you play Wednesday, Saturday, then Sunday's your day off. If you play Saturday, Tuesday, then Wednesday's your day off. So that, that kind of, um, you know, gets you set up for the week in terms of how long you practice, and more importantly how physical practice is. Like mm-hmm. we'll have days after games where we'll dress out and – we'll get on the court, but we won't have any physicality to our practice. And we'll do a lot of walking through. We'll do a lot of five on zero. We'll do a lot of shooting. Um, And then we'll work at some guys out that maybe don't play as many minutes or didn't get in the game and need to keep their cardio and need to keep their game tight. Um, So it really depends upon the day and what's going on and when you play next. But we only have probably two or three days a week where, Um, We're having physical practices, and we're really banging on one another and competing at a high level because when you get into February, you got to be thinking about how long the season is. You know, the most important thing is to have them feeling good on game day, uh, having them fresh and energized, and um, it's just a balancing act. And you've got to, you know, have a feel for your team of, of where they're at. Like yesterday, we were off Sunday, and we got after them pretty good. You know, we went by an hour and 40 minutes and it was real physical and we ran them quite a bit because it's probably the only day this week where, you know, it's going to be that type of practice. And I felt like we had to get, you know, um, some cardio done and some some good work done. But um, definitely practice slows down in terms of the amount and the amount of physicality to it as the season progresses.
2: This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton bank and Celtic bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
0: Talk about the fans at the hump. You, you got another big game tomorrow night. Uh, what that means to, to your team as far as the energy and juice in the building coach.
1: Hey, I've just been super impressed with it all year long. Didn't know what to expect obviously not from these parts and never coached in the league. I had just heard from others that I've been through here, either as uh, the home staff or a visiting staff or what it was like. But um, like most places, you know, it picked up once we got into SEC play. And it's been a huge advantage for us. You know, there's been times when I've walked out there when we weren't winning at the level that we all want to. And I couldn't believe how many people were in the seats. I, I, I couldn't believe uh, the student sections. They've been consistent all year long. Um, we've developed a relationship with, with those students and that um, fan base that we so need. And certainly we want everyone to come out and support. But for me, it's the students of what we've targeted. Um, it just creates a different vibe in the building for everybody. Um, I would, Imagine, you know, everyone would admit that at some point, that when the students are rocking, um, everybody tends to get a little more excited and no get doubt. off the feet and join the fun. And um, it's been awesome. Um, uh, it's an electric place. Uh, you know, we've had uh, two or three sellouts already. Uh, we're looking forward to the four games we have left. I know tomorrow is a late start. 8 PM. I'm, I'm hoping that some parents will let their kids to help a little bit later than, <laughs> than normal. And I understand how that works. Hopefully I don't think that will bother the students uh, having the late start. Um, but it's been awesome. I've been super impressed uh, with, with the vibe and the rhythm and the feel, and even just the number of people that continue to come out and support this basketball team. Chris Jans on the out of bounds
0: show. Last one, coach. I know, uh, I know Coach Miller, Anwar, Brooks, all very, very valuable to your program. But I've had more people ask me about Scott Padgett because he played at Kentucky, eight-year NBA vet, and he's on your staff too, um, assistant to the head coach. And uh, he's also very active on the sidelines. How did y'all, how did y'all connect, Chris?
1: You know, um, I didn't know Scott Paget. Obviously knew him by name, knew him from the business, but in the end of the day, you know, I had told some people around me what I was looking for and got a plethora of names from, you know, people that I know um, to start that process. And in the end, you know, a guy that I've known for 20 years uh, knew Scott very well and highly recommended him and knew what I was looking for and knew me and, and you know, how we go about doing business. And so in the end, that, that's kind of how it worked out. Um, we had some conversations, uh, did some more research, and there were obviously other candidates, but I felt like he was the best fit. And um, fortunately, it, you know, we, we were both right. Um, he probably did his own research and um, didn't have to take this job and had other things going on. And I actually had a, a, he had a job. I mean, he was a full-time assistant at Manhattan, when he chose to to make the jump, and um, just thrilled that he's with us. Um, he brings so much to the table. You know, one, just the history of him and his experience in the SEC as a player, winning a national championship, winning SEC championships, and then having played in the NBA for nine years. I mean, that certainly helps in recruiting. It helps with our current players. Um, and then from a coaching standpoint, you know, he's been there, done that, you know, he's been a head coach for a number of seasons at Sanford, So he knows what it feels like to be in that chair and, uh, he's been invaluable and we've got to know each other better and better and, uh, continue to rely on him more and more as the season unfolds.
0: That's a cool story. Chris Jans, uh, his team will host LSU tomorrow night at the hump at eight o'clock and they're looking for, uh, another W as they have been on a roll. The last week and a half coach. Thanks for your time today. We appreciate it. We'll catch up soon.
1: See you soon, Bo. Appreciate it, man. Hell state.
0: Chris Jans on the farm Bureau insurance guest line, hosting the LSU Tigers tomorrow night. That interview was brought to you by Bulldog Burger in Ridgeland, Bulldog Burger in Startville and Bulldog Burger. In Tupelo, a great place to watch the game, or pregame or post-game, or just grab lunch uh, or dinner any time. Out of bounds, ESPN one hundred five nine, the zone. We appreciate Coach Jan stopping by, and that was one of the first. That's one of the first questions Steve Azar asked me when we were at the Tennessee game, and he he said, "I know who that is, but I can't remember his name." I said, "It's Scott Padgett. He played at Kentucky on some." unbelievable Kentucky teams and then went on to have a uh, an eight-year NBA career. And And look, man, I mean, he's tall and so on, but he's very active on the sideline. He is not one of, as Chris Jans just told us, you know, guys that's been with him for five, six, seven years, but highly respected in the industry. And it sure looks like uh, Jans made a good call with with that hire. So that's kind of cool. Scott Padgett, y'all remember him at, hey, Big Blue Nation. He played at Kentucky. And he played with John Wall and some dudes, Ooh, whoa. you know. Um, I mean, they had they had some teams for sure. So that was cool to see. Um, All right. Blake Scott, uh, good show today. As we, Mike Dettelier took us down the Super Bowl road and the Sean Payton-Drew Brees. That's right. Uh, how they worked together for so long and what this could look like with Russell Wilson. Uh, Of course, the Saints still have a question mark at QB um, this offseason. We'll see how and if they can address this. They do have a first-round pick now. It is something to keep in mind in Kansas City. Well, depending on what they do with it, they have a first-round pick right now. That's right. They could always move up. Maybe they identify QB that they want it, like, twenty three instead of 29, 23, 21.
3: Anthony Richardson, baby.
0: Okay. And um, we'll see how that looks. We got the Super Bowl, the menu, how you're going to watch it, where you watch it, how you consume it. Uh, I'd love to know, like, what the average get-together is around the country, coast-to-coast. Is it 8, 10, or 12? Um, I would think it's going to land somewhere in there, probably on the 10 mark, 8 to 12 people getting together um, for the for the Super Bowl. Blake wants to have like 30, 40 people over, so feel free to text the AGUP equipment text line, 601-885-3776. I do want to switch gears to some food. It's National Fettuccine Alfredo Day, and when you land on some really, really good Fettuccine Alfredo, And whether they throw some chicken on it or, you know, some scallops or some shrimp or whatever it is. Or or maybe, you know, some bacon with something that I just referenced. But when somebody nails fettuccine alfredo, it is divine and amazing. Blake, do you like fettuccine alfredo? It's my
3: favorite pasta. Okay. Yeah, it's my go-to for sure. Do you, I don't, I also like. Pure, I don't need meat in my fettuccine Alfredo. Oh, I don't have to have it, I just but I'm like okay a, with it. I just like a nice traditional fettuccine. Oh. A little Fresh parm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Now
0: anything the, else? Some the fresh real, tomatoes? No? No,
3: I don't I'm not a You don't even like tomatoes. I like tomato products. I'm not a huge fan on tomatoes. Let's take those out. Um I will eat like a bolognese, which has tomatoes love in it love Um the Love real the bolognese. real key to setting apart a high-end pasta dish to me and this is where the Italians understand and we as Americans just still fall behind swing and miss. in culinary institutes but uh you got to top it with some like delicious olive oil just a little drizzle on top okay. of the pasta and it just cha- I mean it just elevates everything
0: I agree with you there just elevates um pair it with you know yeah. You can go any direction on that pairing.
3: Yeah, it's like Stetson Bennett at Georgia. It just brings things to the forefront. Wow, I
0: didn't know you were going to go there. You think he puts
3: ranch dressing on his pasta? Because I could see that.
0: Yeah, I don't think, and probably on his burger. Um, so fettuccine alfredo. Let's go back. See, I do like it with some good grilled chicken on it, shrimp. You know. Yeah. There's all there's now. Also, guess what else? A, A little. I can go regular like you. Now I don't want it
3: drenched in the sauce. This is this is where it goes back to your hang up. You have a I don't know what the right word is it. is not the right, but you have a you just have a thing about sauce. You I don't know what the right I, I don't I don't is. want
0: it swimming like if I get a bowl of fettuccine alfredo at a restaurant.
3: Yeah. Do you ask them to put the? You don't ask for the Alfredo on the side. No, but do you? I do say light on the sauce.
0: Now, okay. last night, I ordered the the ribeye dry, and you actually
3: went that way. Too. So I've done that before, and I forget about I forget to say that yeah. because I don't, ju my plate when I make a steak at my house. Right, so I just didn't think about it. Right, and there's only a couple places that do that. Not everybody does. I mean. I don't think there's a right or wrong way. It's no. preference, but there's not not every steakhouse does that. So right.
0: um, most of them that do it don't do it at the level that we're referencing. Yeah, that's
3: that doesn't all jus doesn't bother me as much. Like I wouldn't have not eaten it or anything if it had more juice on the place. The pasta thing, I, I don't want it soupy, but I do want a substantial like I want it to be well coated. Okay. I need my pasta dressed more than my salad. Okay. For sure. Interesting. It would be
0: your your idea would be too much for me.
3: Salad light dressing, I'm with you. I'm
0: I'm yes.
3: Most places because it can get very wet. The the only problem
0: is the Caesars. There there are people who sling wonderful Caesar salads,
3: but for whatever reason, oh I know. In the kitchen they just go crazy. It's because of environment. Where are you? Look at look at your environment. Everybody around here sauce. I mean. We've talked about this. So
0: I do better Sauce with everybody. the – when when you and I go hit Salad Mookie's and we get the slice of pizza and Caesar salad yeah. lunch special because they drop it usually in like three or four minutes. Yeah, it's so fast. Uh, they do the Caesar on the side, and I get to control it, and it is fabulous. <laughs> what a diva. Yeah. I yeah. get
3: it. I get it. No, I, I'm I, – now all I, I'm probably going to have to go to Enzo's later and get fettuccine.
0: I was there for lunch yesterday. I did the two meatballs and Caesar salad. Uh, met Todd Sanders with Superior Foundation, and we had a hell of
3: a time. Mm. Yeah. They have good fettuccine there.
0: They do. They do. And the meat, they've got these new little lunch specials, and it's easy. That it was out in, like, less than two i mean, two minutes, two meatballs, and a Caesar salad. Perfect. Man, there you go. Yeah. The red sauce was really, really good. Um, enjoy lunch today at Bulldog Burger in Ridgewood. Or uh, B3, Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue in Madison or Brandon. And maybe a little dinner tonight at uh, Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. Thanks for listening to the show. And uh, we will have a give- we've got several giveaways this week, but you got to register. Go to whiskey61.com. That's where we're going to run it, just like two weeks ago. Whiskey61.com. See ya.